Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley, and with me is Derek Specht. Hey, hello. What's happening, Derek? Sprouts. Sprouts? Sprouts. Are you eating them? I just got my first shipment, so I'm going to grow them. I guess I'm going to grow them when I get back from camping. What are you growing? I got... <laughs> so, so do you uh, follow Lorianne? Cooking book? Backcountry cooking? Uh, Lorianne March? Yeah. Uh, fork in the trail? Another yeah. fork in the trail? Yeah. Um, I see her on Facebook every so yeah. often. So it's more of with her she boat. She posted two weeks ago. Yeah, on her boat. Yeah. So she's, I, I, she shared a picture of a jar of sprouts growing on her boat. And so she's making salads and lunches and sandwiches out of sprouts. So she's been doing it for a while. And it's like, I saw the picture, I saw the sprouts. It's like, huh. So she told me where she got them. Mum's, mum's nursery or something off in Saskatchewan or whatever. And uh, so I went out and put in a big order of, of uh, what I have broccoli and alfalfa and you name it. It's all to grow in a jar, grow in a jar. And then you can put them on a sandwich or make a salad. It's just sprouts. A broccoli salad? Yeah, broccoli sprouts. You know, the, the, what is it you get in the stores? Alfalfa sprouts? Alfalfa. Yeah. And yeah. I got alfalfa right. too, but I got like, I got like 15 different types of seed. And so I'm just going to start growing some sprouts. They're very nutritious, very yummy. So you're sure you're not actually going to be growing broccoli and cabbage? Because I don't think you get cabbage sprouts. Oh, yes, yes, yes. What? There's a specific, uh, yeah. Uh, so broccoli and cabbage are from the same family. And uh, you're only supposed to soak them for like two hours before you leave them draining in the jar. And then you rinse it once or twice a day and leave it in a just a, you don't even need, they don't need direct sunlight. They don't need sunlight at all, really. And they just start to grow. Some of the sprouts actually recommend you cover it with a towel because if they're sweeter and more tasty if they don't get any light at all. Hmm. Yeah. From Saskatchewan, you say? Yeah. So mums, mums something, M-U-M-M-S. I wonder mums if sprouts. they have a division in Alberta. They can send me some, like, beef sprouts. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of cattle That's sprouts. brilliant. <laughs> That's like the house hippo. Isn't it? It's the house hippo with the beef sprouts. The house hippo is a hippo sprout. <laughs> well, that's, uh, that's interesting. Yeah, so let I, me know how that goes. They, they keep came them to in, yourself. They just came into yeah, <laughs> Keep them to yourself. <laughs> but I remember my mom used to used to get uh, the alpha alpha sprouts all the time, and and uh, it was her big thing, right? See, yeah, I think like that we always used for cooking, not just eating. Yeah. Right? Just like... Um, Water chestnuts. What are those other things? You, you, they're always like you, you make when you're making Chinese food at home. And exactly. Stuff like those that. little, little, they're, they're yeah. more fat than anything. They're like a, a white worm. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, the, it's like in Chinese food. Those are some, some those sort are sprouts. Of sprouts. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But I wouldn't be making anything else out of it. <laughs> That's when you need to get the chicken fried rice sprouts. Mm-hmm. Go. What I find, <laughs> yes, there you go. <laughs> what I find fascinating about sprouts is that it's just water. Water and, and some light. It's probably why it's healthy. And you get, I don't know where they're getting the nutrients. Is there any nutrients in it? How does it produce nutrients? Ah, I don't know. Right? I look like Mr. Green Jeans to you. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it's uh, it's something that we're going to experiment with and make some salads. Damn it, Jim. I'm a paddler, not a gardener. <laughs> <laughs> it's very inexpensive. The seeds aren't that expensive, especially on this. Like if you bought a little tiny package for planting in your garden with has maybe 20 seeds in it for like four bucks. Mm -hmm. Or you can buy a package with like 2,000 seeds in it for like eight bucks. Really? Yeah. This is booming business? It is. 
It is. Uh, I bet you they're sitting at their house right now, raking in the money, giggling. <laughs> they've been. They had. They've had this sprout business. So they had a sprout and a and a sheep and goat business since the seventies, but then they lost sixty sheep in one season to Ooh. wolves or coyotes or something. So they gave up sheep because 60 sheep in one season they said that's not sustainable they can't yeah. keep the coyotes away so they just settled on the sprout business or on the seed business so they just grow seeds that's all that's their business they grow seeds yeah. and uh yeah so yeah it's uh I, I thought it was fascinating so give it a whirl yeah thanks Lorianne. i uh I'm, I'm starting my own little sprout farm <laughs> yeah i'll be selling them on the corner <laughs> yeah little little lemonade stand yeah. Next to the sprout stand, I, I think I think Stella and Siobhan are going to like it. But Siobhan was shaking her head at me. She's like, "What are you doing?" She's like, <laughs> "What? I want to eat some sprouts." <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be a granola crunching, you know, sandal wearing hippie freak, tree hugging hippie freak, and I eat my sprouts. <laughs> yeah, you let me know how that goes yeah. for you. <laughs> All righty, buddy. Whatever. <laughs> So what else is going on? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm getting ready to go camping. I thought maybe the sprouts was just taking up all your time. <laughs> no, no, they just came in today. No, I get to. <laughs> you mean you didn't cancel it tonight so you could jump right on that? <laughs> well, I, 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 I order stuff online since COVID started, right? So today, Siobhan texted me at work. She goes, your booze and another box came in the mail. And I could tell by the tone of the text, she's like, <laughs> I don't think she proves that I'm ordering booze online. <laughs> So I ordered from Dylan. So I got some more absinthe and I got some rye, some vodka, some gin. And I, oh, there's a, it's a, I can't remember what it's called, but it's a pickle flavored vodka. Which begs the question, <laughs> why? For martinis. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like a pickle martini? <laughs> yeah, I had it a martini once. Walked into the bar and everybody, let's try something different. So I looked at the guy and said, give me a martini. Did you go with vodka or gin martini? I don't know. Did you go for a fancy frou-frou one? I said, give me a martini. <laughs> and dude gave me a martini. <laughs> I took one sip and said, who wants a martini? <laughs> I like martinis. I, really? I, uh, so when I go. Shaken or stirred? <laughs> So at home, I'll have a, a gin or vodka. Like the vodka is usually a, like a dirty ver uh, dirty martini. You take some of the uh, olive juice and pour it in, make it a dirty martini. And But for backcountry camping, I'll take uh, Chocolate Monkey. So it's like a, it's a, what is it? It's, oh, I can't even remember how to make it now. I haven't, I haven't had it in like four or five years, but uh, it's like chocolate liqueur and and. I've never heard of one. Don't look it's at me. Chocolate, <laughs> so it's a chocolate liqueur and banana liqueur mixed together. Really? It's called a chocolate monkey. Oh. So banana and chocolate liqueur. And it's a, it's ready to go martini. Just pour it into a cup. I take tang and tequila. <laughs> tequila sunrise, all ready to go. Yep. <laughs> Just pour, make up that tang powder. Well, I told you about the, uh, the, the drink that Martin... Uh, Martin Garster showed us, right? Yeah. The orange wedges with cinnamon sprinkled on the orange wedge. And then you take it. So you do a shot of tequila and you eat the orange wedge with cinnamon on it. Now, I don't know if I have it exactly right, but that's what I recall Martin did. But it was, uh, 
It yeah, and we had that discussion, but wouldn't want to bring in all the oranges. I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Kudos to him. We had it on like day four or five. Well, like, as long as he's carrying them. You've been dragging these oranges <laughs> for five days? <laughs> when I first started canoe tripping, I used to have, you know, you try to eat healthy while you're out there. Yeah. So I'd have my trail mix and stuff like that. I'd bring like apples. Oh, okay. So, you know, you're going for a week, two weeks. And you got an apple for every other day. There's seven apples. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? Wait. That ended pretty fast. <laughs> <laughs> that little healthy kick ended pretty fast. Marshmallows are much lighter. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> yeah, it does add a lot of weight. Like uh, Grant Brower, when he when he planned the meals for us last uh, when we did the link last year, he uh, it was well. Um, uh, Randy Mitson said it's the heaviest food drop he has ever done in the history of supporting the link. <laughs> it, it, but Grant had, we had bananas and did we have oranges? I think we had bananas, oranges, apples. Uh, we had, uh, well, you don't want to get scurvy while you're out there. Oh my God. And I, <laughs> I carried the, the food barrel for a good portion of the time. Right. Wow. So it's like, holy cow, dude. Yeah. It was either. heavy. It was super duper heavy. Yeah. He just thought it would well, be now, better for us. Next time you try to do that, Link. Freeze dried. All the way. Sprouts. <laughs> sprouts. You're going to take nothing but sprouts. <laughs> sprouts and bread. Yeah. Yeah, your sprout sandwiches. All you need is an algae and you get your sprouts yeah. for the day. Just let yeah. them grow. <laughs> they grow over day. You get you get like four or five nalgenes and every day you just add seeds exactly. to, the lot, to the empty exactly. one. Exactly. And yeah, five days. Yeah. See, that's the ticket, buddy. Sprouts. Yeah. Yeah. Mutus Link, sponsored by Sprouts. Yes. That, that reminds me. I was telling you last night, the, uh, my 10-year-old dehydrator. Kick oh, the bucket. Yeah. But they were so they uh it was done. We we tested the the, the jerky probably could have gone for another half hour to an hour maybe. Right. So we just said, you know what, it's good enough. So it's good enough. It's just uh it's just a little al dente type thing. But it's it's <laughs> it's dry enough. Well I'm looking at getting a new I've been looking to get a new one for two years now, but I just plug my old one in and use it. If I get a new one, you can have my old one. <laughs> Well, see, I've got all the trays. So I have the the Nesco dehydrator. Mine's sitting right there. It looks like the same trays as mine. Dun, dun, dun. Because I've got like, I've got uh, eight trays. Now you have 12. I have all there. I have the eight <laughs> so trays. So you just need the lid, right? Yeah, I just need the lid. Okay, gonna... so when you leave tonight, I'll make sure the lid's still sitting here. <laughs> Yeah, Wait I was I was very disappointed. It was like, oh, yeah. Well, at least you were done enough that you could. Yeah, yeah I know. And you know, so it's uh, you, it, it, it the temperature it sets at for doing jerky is 160 degrees. The lowest temperature my oven goes to is 175. Mm-hmm. But it's a different kind of heat. It's not a gently blowing hot air. Yeah, it's like a, well, you're supposed to keep the oven door open when you're doing it. Yeah, yeah, right, like a crack open, yeah. not all the way open. <laughs> Does your does your dehydrator actually have the temperature gauge on it? It does. Oh, mine doesn't. See, I, I dial it to whatever temperature. So, uh, hard right up to 160 degrees is for uh, is for meat, and then you can go down to like you know strawberries or yeah. whatever you, apple or whatever. You can go all the way down to I can't remember the lowest. I think it's uh, 90 95 degrees. I was on the lowest side. Okay. So yeah. No, gentle. mine's uh, just got an on off switch. Yeah. Turns on. <laughs> When everything's done, you turn it off. <laughs> Doesn't get much easier than that. No, no, I guess not. <laughs> um, do, 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 do. Yeah, nothing's been going on with me here. 
Still well, working from home. So you, you were doing more with the back deck or something, weren't you? Yeah, taking out more of the deck. Our neighbors have now started doing all their stuff and their whole backyard. They're getting, they've just gotten a whole bunch of sod and they got theirs done professionally. Cheaters. Oh. <laughs> they cheated. Are you planting sod where you uh, have the dead lawn? Pick a spot. <laughs> no, but where the deck was. <laughs> yeah, I'm, um, I think, yeah, when we're, we're going to, um, um, put some sod down there. And then eventually what we're going to do is rip up the entire lawn mm-hmm. because there are spots that are, are sloped. Yeah. So I'm slowly building those up a bit. And like where our shed was, I needed to build that up and, and whatnot. So yeah, over time we're going to mm-hmm. build all that up and then we're just going to rip out all the grass sort of deal. Just bring some mulcher in and take out all the, all the grass, mm-hmm. lay new dirt and either seed it or sod it. Mm-hmm. Sod's probably easier. Yeah. It was quicker. Yeah. But well, we got the trees that need to come. No, I'm going to do that over. Yeah. Yeah. Let, over time. Yeah. Yeah. They've got their sprinkler going nonstop right now. It's a lot of waste of water. Yeah. And it's there's my, restrictions on right Better now check. It's not my water. And I think if you do put down sod, you are able to bypass the water restrictions because it's new sod. I, that's something like that I heard. Oh yeah. Otherwise you're, the grass is just going to die and then you're going to have to do it again. Right. Yeah. But they don't want you washing. They don't want Cars. you washing down your driveway, washing your car, or, you know. Yeah. For me, like, I've got a brown lawn. It's it's all crispy and dry, and it's like, I'm okay with that. Mine comes up like that every year, mm-hmm. so yeah. I just say, that's the color of my grass. Yeah. I got special grass. It's gold. I, mine's crunchy. Oh. Awesome. <laughs> like sprouts. Awesome. <laughs> I got some grass seed from a questionable place about 20 years ago oh. and spread it all over my backyard. It wasn't the grass seed they said it was. It was a weed seed? <laughs> no, it wasn't weed seed, but it's like clover oh. and it's not straight grass. Mm-hmm. So I do get these like nice, you know, I get some nice beds of clover over there and, you know, there's some other stuff over yeah. here and there's some other stuff. Questionable quality. quality yeah, questionable qualities. It's not It's not like a nice Scott's Turf Builder yeah. sort of yeah. green grass. <laughs> but you know what? Dog pooped on it fine. Didn't bother <laughs> Dog's okay with it. Dog's okay with this it. This is okay great. This is great. Today I'm going to go poop in the clover. Tomorrow. <laughs> look out, dandelions. <laughs> the dog's good with it. I'm good with it. Yeah. Today, actually, this week, everybody was working except for me. Well, I was working at home, but everybody was yeah. out at work. Yeah, make sure you say that because yeah, your yeah. boss might be listening. Yeah, a little caveat. I was working at home. Everybody else was out at work. This is the first time in 19 years I have been the only living being in this house. Oh, wow, yeah. No cats, no dogs. Yeah. There's always been something, somebody, something in here with us. Mm-hmm. And today I was walking around the house looking, at, oh, there's no cats, no dogs, no nothing. No dishes. Yeah, no no dishes mats with water over. bowls. Yeah. No kitty litter on the floor. <laughs> yeah, nothing. First time. Hmm. Weird. Everybody wants a new dog and a new cat now. Oh, yeah. <sighs> yeah, I told everybody, give it time. Give it time. There's an Irish wolfhound. There you go. Oh, uh, people one street over from us. Because I was looking at those. I thought they had one, but they had a Leonberger, which oh, is just as yeah, big. Yeah. And she's short. Yeah. I swear she could have jumped on and gone for a ride. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to say, 
Want me to get you a saddle? <laughs> jump on. Come on. 20 bucks if you jump on that dog and go. We were looking at pictures of Irish wolfhounds last week, and I'm thinking, that thing poops the size of a poodle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't need a scoop. You need a bucket. <laughs> get a backhoe. Yeah. So, yeah, other than that, uh, COVID, things are reopening. Yes. Border staying closed for another 30 days at least, uh, U.S.-Canadian border, which sucks to the it, point it, of people that want to come up here mm-hmm. to paddle can't. And I had about four different invites down south of the yeah. border, which I can't mm-hmm. go. Yeah. I mean, a lot of them are like New York State yeah. and, and, and close by. But it is a public safety thing, so. It is. It yeah. is. So that's, you know, I mean, a lot of people are from the states. I was on a Facebook group and they were, you know, all... Well, we can't go up. We can't go up. And well, it works both ways, unfortunately. Yeah, we can't go down. We can't go down. Yeah. So, uh, but it's nice to see that places are starting to reopen and take things seriously. A lot of masks must be worn signs. Outfitters, equipment stores, Algonquin Park Visitor Center now. Yeah, so it's uh, inside buildings. Various regions are instituting their own rules because. Uh, Ontario won't institute the rule province-wide, mm-hmm. so it's left up to the region. So Durham region, it's any public place indoors, you must wear a mask. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's reasonable. Yeah. Paddling clubs, they're putting out PF, uh, PDFs. Uh, yeah, they're putting out their P- PFDs. Where's my free PFD? <laughs> they're putting out PDFs and newsletters on appropriate precautions to take when paddling and using the club equipment and facilities. Not all the places are open yet, but the ones that are opening are, mm-hmm. you know, letting you use the facility sort of things. And there's, you know, they're moving some stuff to online learning where yep. they can, where it's appropriate, where you can learn it online. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of that going on now, which is nice. And it's just asking everybody to be responsible and safe, that sort of thing, which is, I mean, you can't ask for anything other than that. No. You know, uh, with things opening, people want to get outside. A lot of people are spending money. Yes. Money, 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 money. So all that money they weren't spending earlier. Mm-hmm. Sure. Spending it now. Uh, some outdoor stores or you go in and there's bare shelves. It's from crazy. Stuff. I was in sale on the weekend. Yeah. And I, I, I was getting a new, th- uh, a new sleeping pad. I couldn't get what I wanted because they were mostly sold out. So I had to settle. Mm-hmm. For but I still got a, a decent sleeping pad. It's like three inches thick. It's going to be great. Oh, <laughs> my old man bones! <laughs> I need some. Yeah, I got thick mine right behind you. There, it's only an inch. <laughs> but uh, so I was looking for uh, the butane canisters. Yeah, just because I, I have a small butane stove and it's just for boiling coffee or tea in the morning, right? So I was trying to find a small butane canister, but they had no butane canisters. I asked the guy, "Hey, where's the butane?" I was thinking I can't find it. Right? He says, "Oh." That's sold out. We we, we, uh, we every time we get it in, we can't keep it. It's in gone. Thing. And uh, so yeah, you go through the store and it's like, oh, there's none of this, there's none of that. It's like, what's going on here? Yep. So it's it's yeah, it's like any. He was saying that uh, they are selling like hotcakes, like kayaks and paddles. Oh yeah. And, yeah. and you name it, fishing gear. Like people are people are out of work, so yep. people are going to go enjoy the outdoors, right? Well, and the the people that can't get to the campgrounds because they're closed are all of a sudden doing backcountry back camping. They're taking front country so camping to the backcountry. They're buying all the gear that they need yeah. because they can't haul their trailer backcountry. Yeah. <laughs> so they got to buy all the gear. Yeah. Now my thing was I saw a deal, uh, Alpen Air uh, freeze dried meals. Okay. They have these like seven day gourmet gourmet boxes. Mm-hmm. So it's a lunch 
a dinner and a like breakfast frozen, not frozen slushy thing, but whatever those drinks are called. Mm-hmm. Um, there was enough for seven days. Yeah. Which at a, at a decent price too. Oh, okay. So I was going to get a box of those sold out everywhere. They come from the States. So they're oh. not coming across the border, but even the freeze dried foods, but shipping, they, they can send trucks across the border. It's just people vacation. But nothing's across. coming across though. Not even trucks. No. And everywhere you go. Well, I don't know if trucks are coming across, yeah. but these, these, this specific item. Yeah. Nothing's coming across. Huh. None. Um, Cabela's is supposed to carry it. They're all sold out. Hmm. Sales supposed to carry it. All sold out. Mac sold out. Everywhere. Yeah. I, even, I even went to their website and they say not available. Oh wow! So I don't know if they're the the plant is closed down. Maybe or yeah, because I was thinking like I got all mm-hmm. these trips I'm looking at doing. Yeah, just go buy that box. Well, I've been looking for freeze dried food and uh, I managed to find some last night. And at sale? So, no. Oh, okay. No. Yeah, so I managed to find some last night and uh I got a couple I told a couple people about it and they said don't mention it until because I uh, there's they I found some butane canisters and some freeze dried food and they said wait till you mention it because <laughs> I got to get in there. <laughs> and where was this? <laughs> <laughs> you might find them at Sport Check. Oh, but we won't say that. No, we won't say that. I won't say sport check. Well, I, I said it, but it's not really accurate what I said. Oh. Ah, so it was not a sport check. It's a sport check. It's a sport check. Wow. That just throws that right up into the atmosphere, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> good, good, good. You got it. You got it. <laughs> All right. My job's done. Good night, everybody. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm smart on your average bear, buddy. <laughs> what time do they close? Uh yeah, no, you know, it's nice to see that, you know, everything's, you know, all these stores that have been closed. Yeah. All of a sudden people are going in and just. I know. Buying. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. And don't forget the mom and pop operations that are out there too. Yes. Don't forget you know, them. Because they're, they're, yeah, they're not a box store. They're, yeah. So, unfortunately, I, like, I didn't go to any mom and pop shop. I couldn't find any, but uh, I did go to sale. And one thing, I, I don't know, it's weird with sale. They cannot tell head office what to send them. So if they have a lot of people asking for Helinox chairs, mm-hmm. they can't say, head office, send us 50 Helinox chairs. They, the, I've talked to a couple people at sale and they say, oh yeah, this is, that's the way it is. We just get what we get. We don't have a choice. Really? So, Cause yeah, it doesn't sound it very doesn't intelligent. Sound right. So head office does all of the data and statistics and sales numbers. But they can often be behind by a month or two on demand. Yeah. And so and so the, when I was in there, I was trying to get uh, a new Helinox chair. And uh, they said, we don't have any. I said, when are you getting some in? We have no idea. We don't have control over ordering. Well, that's what they told uh, Tracy because they were over that way. So I said, just go in and check, see if they got that box there. Mm-hmm. And she said, when you get in, she goes, we don't know. Yeah. How can you not know? <laughs> yeah. So apparently, yeah. yeah. Head office chooses. Not well, there are five, five sales stores are closing? Yeah. What is it? Vaughn, Hamilton, uh, and three in Quebec somewhere. Wow. And they're from Quebec too. It's a Quebec store. Quebec-based yeah. store. That's uh, that's something. So, so hopefully people are, uh, you know, hitting up some of the mom and pop operations and stuff like that and getting, getting back country, which mm-hmm. is cool. So. Yeah. I just wish they would be more careful and a lot of anecdotal evidence is people are they're not 
preparing themselves or not educating themselves sufficiently on leave no trace ethics and what to do and what not to do in the backcountry. And so they're causing, as you experience, they're causing a lot of damage in the, in the backcountry. And, and like I keep saying is they're bringing the front country experience to the backcountry. And if I see one more photo on social media of garbage, I see piles so much, of garbage so much that people are leaving. I've, I saw a, what a Pog Lake parking lot. There was diapers oh, in the yeah. parking lot. It's yeah. like, like how, how irresponsible a parent are you that you would change your baby's diaper and just throw it on the ground? On the ground. Like there's garbage cans in the parking lot. So it's just, it's very disappointing that people, it's like, oh, I'm going to go to Algonquin Park because it's such a beautiful place and I'm going to leave my trash behind. Yeah. It's like, if you're coming here because it's so beautiful, why are you making it, leaving it worse than what you came? Yeah. yeah and I ran into that once already. So mm-hmm. It's frustrating. Uh, we were supposed to, well, and that's it. If, if you try to get a last minute booking somewhere, you're lucky to get it. You can always, you know, if you're willing to go, you can get a, get something somewhere. Yes. On right now. Wow. So Trace and I were supposed to be going away this weekend for four days. Yeah. And I've been tra- waiting for, cause there's always, you know, somebody's canceling. Somebody canceled last minute and it's free to cancel now. So there's a good yeah. chance to find something. There's been nothing. Oh, yeah? Nothing. <laughs> so we're heading up uh, to Killarney on Friday. And turn out, so Tracy did her paddle like a girl weekend. Yep. Last weekend. Uh, had a great time. Weather didn't fully cooperate, but it was enough. Mm-hmm. You know, it rained on and off sort of thing. So, yeah. Which I'm I'm like, you know what? That's part of the experience when you're when you're, you're canoe tripping. Mm-hmm. Um, she's definitely glad she went. She learned a lot of things. You know, gave her the, the, the practice to do it, not yep. just sit there and watch me do it because, you know, that's what it's I do, It's good right? to be – so she would have been more independent, self, self-sufficient self because it's it's a group of somewhat strangers and you don't have Ten anybody – Yeah, so you don't mm-hmm. have people caring for you. You have to be independent and self, yep. self-contained, right? Yeah. So that's good in the learning experience all on its own. And everybody jumped in to – to, to learn. No one yep. stood back and just watched. That's good. And one person would have to portage the canoe one way. Somebody would have to, their partner would have to portage it the other way. Um, going down the lake, somebody would stern, be in the stern. And coming back, the other person had to be in the That's stern. Good. So everybody got a chance yep. to do everything, which mm-hmm. was which was good. Um, Tracy discovered why I have a pad on my yoke. Oh, <laughs> there was no padding on the yokes, so she's got bruised shoulders. This hurts. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So Tori and Tori apparently did it quite well. She, you know, and you know, I'm always telling when I go. So what you guys talk about around the fire? Nothing and everything, and like nothing, yeah, you know, just like guys would, I guess. And she, I don't think she's ever really understood that. Mm-hmm. And she's, yeah, we sat around the the fire and we chat about nothing in particular. Mm-hmm. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Fireside chat. That's what it's yeah, all about. That's what it's about. Nothing, you know, you're... You're not you solving s- the world's problems. You're you're just- be, you can start talking about sprouts and end up talking about gold mining in Russia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is no, yeah, there is no rhyme or reason your, your, to it. Your favorite Thunderbox experience. Your, yeah. Your, you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's it. So that's, that, that was it. Uh, she's looking... Um, Looking to, to practice what she's learned and that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. So yeah. it was a really good weekend. So she's going to try, we're going to get her to try some of those skills in, in Killarney on. Awesome. We're going up for two, uh, just an overnighter. Mm-hmm. We're actually going to be uh, 
checking out the camping family's new digs. Oh, you're going to do awesome. Yeah. Right on. I'm going to go check out and yeah. say hi to, I've already let Mike rant to know we're coming up. Yeah. Oh, good. So yeah, so we're going to go in and, and paddle for the day mm-hmm. on the, on the Friday, we're going to go in and paddle and then stay overnight sat- Friday night. And then Saturday, we're going to, uh, uh, check out the crack before we, yeah. we, uh, the silver head crack? on home. Yeah, the silver crack. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to, we're going to climb the crack. Uh, silver so, peaks too far away. <laughs> um, so the, um, so you couldn't get a campground, so you're going to, you're going to. Nothing. Bunk so in with the yeah, they, they've just built the tent pads, so we'll yeah, take up our yeah. stuff. And, and I think there, is there, their tent pad has their kitchen. No, they built a new one, I think. Oh, they built a second yeah. one for their kitchen tent. Yeah. So, yeah. So we'll yeah. go up there. Yeah, I, don't, I don't care as long you, as I got to give me a square piece of ground. I'll exactly. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. That'll be awesome. Yeah. So yeah, that way we're, I mean, it's four hours up. Yeah. I told him, I was, I was just talking to him. I said, yeah, we're. Just check and see if things like Herbert's fish fish and chips were open, right? Mm-hmm. And I said, "Yeah, we're going to go up for uh, for the day." And uh, all of a sudden, a little later, he says, "What time are you when are you going up?" That's it. And I said, "Oh, why don't you guys just bunk here for the night? Throw Perfect. a tent down and yeah. chit chat, and mm-hmm. you know." And it's funny because he says, "There he says." Uh, I sent him a message. I said, "I'm supposed to ask what you guys like to drink." <laughs> he says, "LOL, you guys don't need to do that, but." Marion likes. <laughs> and I said, yeah, I know we don't have to, so I'll tell Tracy what she has to buy. <laughs> you know. But, uh, yeah, so we're going to go up and do that and show Tracy some of Killarney because she's never been to Killarney. Yeah, right? I love it there. Yeah. It's oh, nice. yeah, yeah. So I mean, we're just going to go into George and up and around yeah. OSA Lake and stuff like that mm-hmm. and then come back. Just do a nice little day thing. Yeah. We take a dip in the nice blue turquoise yeah. waters, clear waters. and Check out the burned up island. Check out the oh! You saw that uh, thing about there was the island on fire. I think I and saw there, it too. There was the couple that was sitting there watching it, mm-hmm. and they're doing a little video. thing. I know. So, do you know who called the the? It was Dan. No, Dave. No, Ben. Ben. Ben, ben Stacy. Two ben men Stacey. in the canoe. Yeah, yeah. He he was the one that went in and he had to paddle out and, to get a cell yeah, signal. Yeah, they had to paddle quite the ways to finally get a cell signal. But this couple. So great! They they vlogged it. They went onto the island in the background. They go, "Oh, look at the fire behind me!" Mm-hmm. And then they went back to their campsite and went swimming and watched the smoke go into the sky. It's like grab ben, it. ben was saying there was nothing he could do. Like there was so much fire, like up. You could see on the, in their video, yeah, that the fires all around the tree, the bottom of the tree. So you couldn't have taken a, a dry sack and and you would you would have been yeah. But it's better to do something than just walk away. No, well, like it's a good thing it was an island. Yeah. So yeah. So you know if, if that's yeah. what they felt comfortable doing, then and and that's people not caring for their fire when they leave. It's like yep, they just walk away, leave it at their ass, and it's like yep. I'm done I here. Get, I get people that look at me like, dude, it's out. So it's not out till I think it's out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like I'll 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 pour water, I pour a ton of water onto my fire. Stop. Yeah. To make sure that there's so nothing. You don't smoking. see steam. You don't feel heat. Yep. Cool off the rocks. Yep. Yeah. I don't care if there's somebody sitting there waiting to get on the site. Yeah. I'm putting the fire. My fire yeah. is out. You mm-hmm. guys, can, it's going to suck to be you guys, but because <laughs> <laughs> I've just filled the fire pit and there's, there's like bugs floating and <laughs> there's a, a little pool party going on. a little charcoal swimming pool here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's there's such too a many incidents, thing. too many events. And that island, you could see the fire behind the guy. There was just beds of needles everywhere. So... Yep. And yeah, it's, uh, there's fire bands and everything now. So, mm-hmm. yeah. 
Good times, good I times. <laughs> so we are talking about Killarney there. I uh, just got off subject there. Um, looking to have Tori Baird on the show next week while you're away. Awesome. To talk about her paddling girl, paddling like a girl weekend. So Tracy's the guest host while I'm gone? And Tracy will be the guest host, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, she like yeah, she's thoroughly enjoyed it. So we'll get both sides, like the students' yes. side and the and the yeah. teacher side, sort of thing. And, That's perfect. Uh, and uh, let Tori explain more along what because August is already sold out. Oh, yeah? August one, yeah. So and she's doing a September one. I think she mm-hmm. might be doing an October one too, which would be cool up yeah. there. Because if she's doing it in October, you're going to yeah. get all the fall colors and stuff. Yep. Right. Yeah. Uh, so that's yeah. So that'll be next week while you're away. We'll we'll do that. Perfect. Uh, John was supposed to be on tonight. Yeah, he's got a But he's got some massive thunder and lightning storms going <laughs> he on. He says, I don't know if I'm going to keep my signal if I lose my cable. Yeah, that's <laughs> going on. Uh, I was quickly talking to him earlier. He's looking at doing a skin-on-frame canoe. I told him to talk to Mike Burns mm-hmm. if he's looking at doing that sort of thing. Yeah, Mike Burns would share widely any of his experience and knowledge. Yeah, yeah. But the thing that I found interesting, he's talking about if he's going to do one, he might do it as a project with his dad. Who's older, oh, right? That's brilliant. And it gets me thinking, like, you got to, it's important to keep that connection, especially when people that love to be outdoors can't anymore. Yes. And it's a different connection than ha- going over and having coffee with your dad, going over and having a beer with your dad. This is, you're actually doing a project and that's just going to, it's going to, I know from the experiences I had, I'd go back and help dad clean out the garage or go back and, and do some maintenance work on the roof of the house. And so you get into a different scheme of conversation, different stuff comes up. So it's not forced. You're busy doing something and it's like, oh, I'm going to ask him this or I'm mm-hmm. going to ask him. So it's, it's a really different experience. It's a great way to, uh, and I learned more about dad's history and growing up and like dad grew up in Germany during the war. And so I got to learn a lot about all of that stuff just I learned more working with him than I ever did sitting down just over just, a coffee yeah. or a beer right yeah it's uh it's a different so yeah it's uh it's, well you tend to have stories yes yeah you know yeah uh, I remember helping my dad with a car one day it was broken it was, I was 11, 12, mm-hmm. you know, so I was just basically handing him tools and he'd be talking about stuff and oh I used to have this chef Bel Air and yeah. how to do this to it. I sort never of thing. knew you had that. <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. So doing something like that, I mean, of course you're going to be like, oh, yeah, this reminds me of when we went canoeing wherever or we did this or this would be a great fishing boat because, yeah. you know, and I remember this time we were fishing and, and just the stories come out that you're chit-chatting. So I don't, again, it's, it's nothing specific. Yeah. But just something all of a sudden when you're working on a boat or something. Yeah. Just an idea. Oh, I remember when I was out fishing or something like that or something. Something just clicks in your brain and and the story comes out and back and forth and it it turns into a real bonding moment, stuff like this. And like I said, I mean, number one, you're building memories for yourself for the future. Mm -hmm. You know, because every time you see that boat, I remember my dad and I built that boat, right? Even though, yeah, I mean, you're both older, you know, like you're not like 20 years old or anything Mm -hmm. anymore, that sort of deal. So... So it, it brings to mind like the last couple of times I visited with dad, he, uh, it reminded me of the transient nature of life. And, uh, so a lot of the stories I've learned in the last four years from dad, it was like, uh, there's just all the stories he told me. There's like, 
hundreds of different ways where I could never have been just because he had an opportunity to work on this farm and own this farm, or he almost owned a, uh, a he almost bought a pig farm with a 600 acre maple woodlot for uh, it's a sugar maple farm. Right. Uh, yeah. Right. Sugar and shack. Anyway. Sugar. Yeah. yeah. So he almost, he almost owned one of those and then he almost got into this business or that business. And there's all these things that could have happened that would have changed his entire life. Right. And it's like, huh. I'm pretty darn lucky to be here, right? Because his Today's life- episode is brought to you by <laughs> Derek's dad. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just to remind you of the transient nature of, of like, I, my life is pretty stable and steady and, you know, what do you mean? There's, I've never had any of these uh, strange or weird, I was in the mil. I, you know, left high school, went to the military, went, joined and worked uh, at uh, OPG and, you know, it's just straight arrow. But dad was all over the place. He almost ran this farm. He helped somebody on that farm. And, and Well, that's, I mean, that's like my grandfather. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, my dad did the same thing. He jumped yeah. into the military and he was there forever. Yeah. Right? But my grandfather, you know, oh, yeah, they worked on that farm. But, I mean, St. Catherine's area with all the fruit trees and everything, yeah. right? The farms and everything. And they'd go work on that farm. And then they'd go work on that farm. And then he'd work with his dad on his farm. And, mm-hmm. yeah, they were, and you know, oh, then they went away to World War II. And then they came back and yeah. did whatever they could do to support the family. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Life was much more interesting back then. That's one way of looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely one way to look at Very it. Very interesting. So you, speaking of interesting, mm-hmm. are going to the Tomogamy. I am going this to This weekend. I leave Friday morning. Friday morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now you've never been to this part of the park before, have you? So I've been... In that area, but more northwest of where I'm going this time. I've never entered Tomogamy from the east side. I've always and gone you're going through Moat Landing, right? Moat Landing, yeah. yeah. So every other time, I've like I've flown into Lady Evelyn Smoothwater by float plane. I've uh, driven up the Woods Roads for hours on end to get to the northern part. I've been to, you know, I've been to a lot of areas and locations, and you know the uh, Sturgeon River, and so eight. 10 times I've been up and down that area, but mm-hmm. always on the west side, always entering from the west side or the north end. Right. Like the float plane one was uh, up into Scarecrow where Ishpatina Ridge is. Yeah. So it's, uh, and that's interesting too is, uh, so they used to think that Maple Mountain was the highest mountain. And then when surveys became more reliable, they discovered that uh, Ishpatina Ridge was the highest peak in Ontario. And so on this trip, I'm going to go visit and climb the second highest ridge. I've been up Ishpatina Ridge three times, and uh, this will be the first time on the second highest peak in Ontario, which is Maple Mountain. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. It's a nice area that. up there. Yeah, I've never been in this yeah. portion. I imagine it looks very similar to oh, yeah. the rest yeah. of Lady Evelyn Smoothwater. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, we're going in through the east side, going to... Tra- traverse over into Lady Evelyn Smoothwater, then head south. We're going to go past Haps Place. We're going to do it. It's a seven-day loop. So we're heading south enough to go past Haps. See, and that's where I was back in the fall. Yeah. Before, yeah, when you come out of Hobart, is Hobart's? Hobart, yeah. And down Catherine, and then you hit the river going down into Haps. Mm-hmm. Take a picture of that. Okay. I think I know where it was, but the water level was so low. Was that the portage you couldn't find? That was the one I couldn't find. <laughs> well, it wasn't a portage. It was the actual river. Yeah. But the water was so low, it just looked like rocks. Oh. So there was absolutely like, no, it didn't look like there was any water yeah. there hmm. at all. And I'm pretty sure I know exactly where it was because I'm picturing my brain yeah. 
what it looked like. And it didn't look like mm-hmm. a river. Yeah. So I'm, I'd be very interested to find out, see what yeah. it actually looks like. But that should be, a, that'll be a good trip down through there. Yeah. And, that, and then you're doing the loop around mm-hmm. and then coming up the other waterfalls and then heading straight back up. Uh, yeah. So we're going to come up. I, if I, I have to look on a map for the yeah. names. So you go lakes. down to Diamond. Yes. Yeah. And then across. Went east. Yeah. And then, and then up, up back into Lady Evelyn. But we're not going to go back. So we, Lady Evelyn has an east branch and then a south branch. We're going to come up. We're going to come from the east through Lady Evelyn and then leave Lady Evelyn to head into Lady, uh, Lady Evelyn Smoothwater Park. But when we come back, we're going to loop south and head east and then come back up into Lady Evelyn. But instead of having out the east branch of Lady Evelyn, we're going to hit all the little rivers and portages and, and cross through the the backwater back into the east branch of Lady Evelyn. Okay, that's yeah, that's yeah. where I went. It's last uh, year. it's the same loop, but it's in the uh, uh, Kevin Callan's book. It's yeah. his loop. We're doing yeah. his loop. Yeah, you'll yeah. have fun. You'll yeah. enjoy. It. You'll yeah. really enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully the water's high. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes. And enjoy those portages. Well, you'll have <laughs> two of you doing the portages around the waterfalls. Yeah, that's cheating. <laughs> yeah, try doing it by yourself. Well, he's bringing a cedar stripper. That's all right. Try doing it by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I had my. Um, prospector oh yeah yeah i took my prospect 52 pounds yeah 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 you knew one yeah 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 you'll have fun that doing that mm-hmm. looking forward to and yeah you're doing the hiking as well up the, up yes, the mountain up and all that, so yeah. that'll be good that'll be good looking forward so to yeah we'll hear about that in two yeah. weeks awesome yeah and i uh my uh gps sos thing you're the uh you and siobhan are the emergency contact numbers just really because she in case she doesn't know what to do if the uh, SOS comes in. You can call her, hey, I got well, Derek's SOS. Hey, Derek's dead. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> Hope Mike's okay. <laughs> Just so that she has somebody to talk to in case something does happen and she can get some support. Yeah, thing. Just lost a leg. Just walk it <laughs> off. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that'll be good. Uh, the other thing, group of three, you were telling me about the group of three. So this is fascinating. And when I first heard it, I laughed, but then I started looking into it and it's like, these guys look like they know what they're doing. They have some experience. They've, they've, uh, they're, they're strong paddlers, but still I was like, they're going to use stand up paddle boards. So I, we shook our heads a bit when we talked to each other and, and Grant Brower first brought it to our attention. And it's like, huh. But then I looked into it more. And so these guys, one is, uh, so the uh, the main guy who's who's been posting about it, he's, uh, he's current military. Another guy is ex-military. And the third person is a physician. So he's the team medic type thing. Right. And so what they're going to do is they're going to do the meanest link starting this weekend. And so if anybody goes to the meanest link uh, website or page on Facebook, uh, they'll be talking about it, following these guys along. So they're taking stand-up paddleboard, doing the meanest link. Oof. And I just, as the, you know, my only concern would be there's some like cedar and there's some big lakes so like cedar and uh, and Opiango and. Uh, Lavier, well, Lavier is not too bad. It's got a lot of islands, so there's some shelter. Uh, but there's also some moving water sections, right? Mm-hmm. So the Big East is going to be, well, you have to walk up river anyways. It doesn't matter if you have a canoe, kayak, or paddleboard. Yeah. It might even be easier with the stand-up paddleboard because they're, they have these, the paddleboards are inflatable paddleboards. 
So it, I think that should be not too bad. But uh, some of the bigger lakes, like when we came out last year on Opiongo, we had a strong headwind and we struggled with canoes. Uh, I don't know that you, they would be windbound on a stand-up paddleboard. I don't know that you could paddle with waves and wind like that. Yeah, I would be more concerned about, like, the alders on the narrow. Yeah, so and, they're going to have to hug their paddleboards and crawl under, right? They're yeah. going to, you know, like uh, hands and legs straddling the paddleboard and kind of paddling along and uh, like, a, like on a surfboard trying to get it out into the ocean out type the ocean, thing. yeah. So like those are, that's the spot. Yeah. I, I really wouldn't be as concerned on the big water. Mm-hmm. I would be more concerned on what they're going to do when they hit the alders. But the good thing is, is so there's a lot of leftovers on Nipissing and, uh, so oh, it'll be a breeze there. It'll, it'll be a breeze because that's a stand-up paddleboard. You just whip it over. It's so light. They, yeah. And they're trying to keep their, their pack weights. They want to keep it at 40 pounds. So they've got, uh, they're starting at, uh, uh, at, uh, ox tongue. They've got a food drop at Huntsville. They got a food drop they're, I think they have a food drop at every, op- at every, I would think they would if yeah, they're trying to keep at every it light. AO store. And they need to keep it light because it's a stand-up paddleboard. It's, you, yeah. you, you can't carry, you can't, you, it's not like it's a, pack mule right it's yeah. you got to be careful what you bring so it's uh but i'm i have a little bit more confidence in like sorry guys but uh i didn't have confidence first until i read more about you but uh now after i've read your story and and read your plans and seen that like they did a uh they did a single day 20 kilometer uh practice run down the barren canyon last week or the week before so they're they're trained. They're getting ready for this, and mm-hmm. so they've they're they planned really well. They've they've got a lot of freeze dried food, and so it's uh, I, I I'm giving them pretty good odds of being successful unless there's heavy weather. They're gonna they're definitely not gonna make any records. Stand up paddleboard. No, I think is they're they're just doing it to be they're doing first. It, they're gonna and be the first stand up paddleboards. There's first stand up, and they're doing it for a couple of charities too. Yes, I didn't see which ones. Uh, ALS Canada, okay. and the other was. Soldier something or something soldier. Oh, so a PTSD thing. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I um, can't remember what that one was. I, I don't. I uh, doesn't stick because I've never yeah. heard of it before. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're they're uh, doing it for a couple of charities, and they've even got sponsors. So the stand the paddle boards they have are a sponsor. So yeah. they've got the stand up paddle boards. Um, Cliff Bar is a sponsor. I don't know if they have others. I didn't look too much detail into the sponsors, but so they've they've done their homework. They yeah, hopefully uh, they make a good go of it. Yeah. So they're a bunch of very experienced and qualified men, and they've got a uh, they've got a team medic, and and they've mapped it all out. They've planned it all out. They've done the logistics, and being military, I'm sure they've gone into all of the logistics and yeah. planning, and you know that's that military background type thing. So it's uh, I, I think their odds are. They're, in my mind, their odds are better than when I first learned about it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, if you go to the uh, meanest link on Facebook, yep. and do you have his... Uh... So, yes. So, they've got a hashtag for it on... So, the primary location where you find stuff on them is uh, on Instagram. And uh, let me... So, the paddle boards are starboard sup. Uh, the hashtag is SUP the link 2020. So S U P the link 2020. So yeah, it's, um, and this here is actually the Instagram I'm looking at right now is by starboard SUP North America, the, uh, stand up paddleboard company. They tweeted this out or they Instagrammed it out. Yeah. But yeah, they, uh, these guys are, uh, 
they're really serious about this. So it's, it's, uh, yeah. In support of soldier on hashtag soldier on and ALS Canada. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's what they're, uh, doing it for. Yeah. Interesting to follow along and see Absolutely, how well they do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. The big East and stuff like that. Yeah. I think they might have an easier time. Uh, the the rivers that have the alders growing over, they're going to have a worse time. Yeah, never saying that. Uh, and the big water, if they hit it nicely, they'll just rock it. Yes. Yeah. So if they manage to get good weather, it'll be fine. I so wonder if they've built some sort of harnesses for... To, they'll, they'll have um, leashes. I big, would. big portages. Some so, sort of... Or are they going to deflate their... Um, you know what? Those stand-up paddle boards, I've, I've picked them up before just looking at them at uh, home shows or at uh, adventure shows and stuff. The stand-up paddle boards are really light. You tuck it under your arm and you got a small backpack and you just go. I think it'd be... I don't know... I just would, think it'd be bulky and weird. Uh, it would be, but except for on the biggest of portages, I don't know if it'd be worth your time to deflate and then inflate it at the end, but it would... You know what? It would be an easy way to just to roll it up and put it in a larger pack or stuff sack to easier carry. Mm-hmm. But uh, I guess like uh, just to carry it, tuck it in. So some of these are pretty big. If it's uh, they look like they're large enough that you might not be able to get your arm right around it. So maybe they will deflate them on longer portages, just because it would be difficult. Spark my memory is the Dixon Dixon Bonfield portage is on. It is. Is it? You did. Oh, so there that's you go. between Lavier and yeah. Opiango. That's five kilometers. Yes. That's a definite yeah. roll. And yeah, they're going to deflate yeah, for that one. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck to them. So yeah. We'll follow that one along. Yeah. One of the, the military guy, I think his name, his Instagram is Doug Paddles, Doug underscore Paddles. Yeah. Or you can do the hashtag on Instagram, sup the link 2020. So, uh, yeah, so a lot of their stuff, I haven't found them anywhere else. I've only seen them on Instagram so far, but, uh, yeah, or Facebook. Uh, yeah, like, I'm sure your Gord Baker yeah. from Algonquin Outfitters will. Exactly. They've already been in contact and a lot of support from Gord already. So, uh, yeah, you'll see Gord start posting about it this weekend. Cool. Uh, last thing I've got here is a biggie. This is something uh, new. Cornelia Gratzer, yeah. I think that's her name, Yeah, was leading a hiking group along the northern tip of Flinders Island near Tasmania. And every time I hear that, I always want to go, Tasmanian devil. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, she lost her footing, slipped, broke her leg in two places. Owie. Unable to move, it fell upon her clients to organize a rescue, mm-hmm. which... Well, that's great. Step up the plate, guys. Yeah. <laughs> With sketchy cell service, no personal locator beacon or satellite messenger, hikers walked 30 minutes before they found enough bars to call for help. When the 911 call came in from Flinders Island, they'd actually provided the 911 operator with GPS coordinates. But when Ambulance Tasmania put the coordinates into their system, it put them in the middle of the Bass Strait. It's hard to get the Latin long with up to 16 digits to be you know, if your GIS mm-hmm. or Lat long or whatever. It's easy to drop a number, misplace a period or whatever. Yep. So they use, uh, Ambulance Tasmania uses a computer-aided dispatch system which has access to a new addressing service called What Three Words? The three being the numeral. Uh, all one word. And the service has divided the entire earth into millions of blocks 
three by three square meters and applied a unique three word address to each block. It's fascinating. The, you know, it, it really is. You, you, uh, we saw, we saw this on, uh, uh, the set, the website and, uh, started looking into it and it's like, this is pretty, pretty neat. It's simple software. It's it, 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 the, well, yeah, we'll keep yeah. going. So there's an app that you can download to your phone if you, if you want to, and now that you know about it, you, you do this. So they, the, the hikers were sent a link via SMS message, messenger. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, they were, and this link is a cut down, cut down version of the what, what three words app. And that takes the GPS coordinates they input and spits out three word access uh, address. And in this case, the three words, murky, founding, and spoonfuls. And with that information, the air ambulance, uh, uh, ambulance Tasmania was able to pinpoint where the hikers were calling from down to three square meter radius. Identify that they would need to dispatch state emergency services as well as a four-wheel drive ambulance. (laughs) This blows my mind. This blows my mind because a three, a four-wheel drive ambulance and they're on an island. Yeah. (laughs) But it's, it's the pinpoint exactness. Yeah. You're not talking about fine because it's so easy to mess up a, a lat long and, and they're saying in the article, they're saying, well, a lot of people don't even know how to get into their phone to find, find what the your GPS current lat long is. Yeah. So the, all they did is send them a link. It took them to a bare bones web page that just spit out three words. That's all it did. And Here's, that's all they needed. And so they designed it because it, like in Africa, data is very, very expensive. So they took it to the point where they said, you know what, we have to be very efficient with the software and the website so that it uses absolute minimum of data. And they said, if you are able to dial 911, then the web page is going to be easier than trying to maintain a phone link. Yeah. And so all they had to do is is uh, read off to the 911 operator the three words that the software or that the web page gave them, and that nailed them down to within uh, a three three meter three by meter three squares. meter block. Yeah. And uh, and so it's the whole planet is divided up into these. And what they did is they they what did they use like forty four thousand words. And uh, it's like in you can choose the software. You can choose either English or French or or yeah, forty four languages. Meaning, E Square has forty four different addresses. Yeah, right. There's millions of of words. Yeah, but this guy Chris Sheldrick, uh, back in 2013, he launched this because he used to organize live music events, and it became he became frustrated with. You know, trying to say, here's the address for the front gate at this venue and stuff. And, and it wasn't working out and you couldn't find the, the proper GPS coordinates or, and, and as you say that part of, you know, some bands would put in, forget a one or, yeah. or something like that or a point. And so even the bands had written coordinates down when they punched them into their GPS, they might miss a number. And, you know, the, he says the one, one guys, they'd go to the hillside in Rome. Yeah. But it was a hour north of Rome instead of an hour south. Exactly. And one band actually said, we just did a whole rehearsal sound, sound check, check for the wrong wedding. <laughs> 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 so, you know, so you put all these GPS digits into a three-word block, makes it harder to mess up because, 
you know, you just put these. Uh, for example, he says, um, filled, count, and soap. Those three words mark the exact entrance to what three words London headquarters. Yeah. As opposed to GPS coordinates, 51.520847 by negative 0.1955210. No, just give me three words. Yeah. Right? And you just read them off verbally. And that's exactly what it was. Now, when you're talking about South Africa, they adopted it because they were the, the cut down version of this because yeah. what the the cell data your your so your data costs are so expensive exactly people weren't opening it opening up the app they don't want to do the app no. yeah too so much this data. they they send over this cut cut down version which is like 7 kilobytes yeah it's very minimal so they just open it up click the there's your three there's words your, there's your three words yeah. like minimal minimal and and off you go so um yeah, they basically start with the dictionary. They get these these um, specialists to go through. An algorithm distributes them across the globe and puts it shorter, memorable ones in places that speak that yeah. language. Um, now, we I did it here in my basement. Yeah. And it couldn't have pointed us in what corner of the house yeah, we are. Yeah. Within three meters. I put it in the, the corner of my garage. Yeah. And when I had you put it into the app, because we both downloaded the app, yeah. it, boom, put you right in the same box. Yeah. And on Google Maps, it was more accurate than than Google Maps, the GPS, the cell yeah. tower thing. Yeah. Uh, now, one of the, the problems they, well, they say it's, it's an error check in itself. Correct. Because sometimes the three words will point to different spots, but they're like... Other side of the world sort of thing. Yeah. So they were, one of the words that the, the hikers had to use was spoonfuls. And they were typing a spoonful. Without the S. And it said, well, one of the, it came up, it comes up with three possible locations. Mm -hmm. One was uh, a, a located off the coast of Russia. One was in Australia. And I can't remember where the third one was. Um, so they knew it was Australia. Yeah. So when they clicked that one. Boom, Flinders Island. Exactly. It, it, it right exactly where they were. And so what they said, they uh, they what they did is all words that are similar, like spoonful or spoonfuls with an S. Mm -hmm. So what they did is they, they used computer algorithms to make close words physically far apart. Right. So that it, it will, you can't mistake one end of the island to the other. So the two words would mean that one is in Russia and one is in Australia. And so you... And it, even when you, if you type in three words, it'll give you three options. Which one do you think you're closest to? So we tried three words and it was, uh, so for Sean's house, for example, it gave us an option of Quebec, Saskatchewan, or here. So obviously we're not in Saskatchewan, obviously you're not in Quebec. So it nails it down, but it gives you the option so that in case you spell the word wrong yeah. or you read the word wrong, it's going to give you the closest and it will still nail you down within within a three meter block. It's it's very efficient. It's very accurate. It's almost error free. It's it's a fascinating system, and it's so efficient that. You know, like rescue services and, and ambulance services, they're starting to use this. They're adopting this service because it's notoriously difficult to use or get people to give their GPS coordinates and get it correct. And the app can be used without cell service. 
Yes, the app right? use yeah. So it's a standalone. If, exactly. So you can use the app and you don't have cell service, but if you have a cell signal or like a satellite signal, you can like uh if you did have a satellite communicator like I have a I don't even know what mine's called now. But if I if you have a satellite communicator, then you just uh you can send the message and give your coordinates or whatever. Yep. But in the end you do see need some sort of communication, some form of communication. Otherwise you can't even tell them the words that the three words, right? Yeah. Now, when, when you go to the checking out the app there, I was looking at some of the reviews, and this man and wife had it on their phone. Her car died. She was at the side of the highway. Mm-hmm. Didn't know where she was. What mile marker? So, I don't know. <laughs> so she put, he said, okay, go in your app and give me the, the three words. And he knew exactly where she went. Called the tow truck, and there yeah. you go. That's like perfect. I know. It's, you know? So, it's so simple and easy to use. Yeah, definitely, definitely a safety thing. Like people have been critical because they are a for money service. I don't know how they make their money, but yeah, I don't. Know. I've used it for free so far. I don't know how they make money off it, but it's. Uh, I like it. I think it's it's very efficient. It's very accurate, and it's going to save lives. Well, on the app on my phone, when you zoom right in on my house, mm-hmm. as you go closer and closer, it divides your, your house is well everything is is all divided. It's like a grid. Yeah. Is overlaid mm-hmm. over the entire thing. And as you get closer, the grids get bigger. But if I touch where my front door is, it gives me three words. Yes. If I touch my back door, it gives yeah. me three totally different words. So you could pinpoint your front or back door. Yeah. But when I go back <laughs> to the same square on my front door, it gives me the same words that it did the first Every time. Every time. So the words aren't changing. No. They, they, those words are permanently for words, my front door. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The only, the one thing they do say is you can't translate it. So if you have to be using the French version if you're French and, and yes. you're saying it in French. You can't take the English version and say, oh, this is what it says in French because they were it, saying there was a translation where it's not it translated, yeah, it translated yeah. a bit differently and yeah. put you somewhere really wrong. So whatever rescue service you'd call, you have to tell them, this is the language I'm using. These mm-hmm. are my three words. Yeah. So the, their vision is to become a global standard for communicating locations, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and people that use the what three words to find their tents at festivals, navigate to uh, bed and breakfasts well, and stuff like that. Can you imagine you're at a festival, there's a thousand tents in a field. Hey, come think, over to my think tent. Burning Man. Exactly. Where are you at? I'm at, yeah. you know, House Tree Dog. Yeah. Okay. I know exactly where I you are. I know exactly where you <laughs> are. you right there. Yeah. That's like, that'll be awesome. <laughs> You know, and again, to direct emergency services to exactly where you are. Yeah. Right? So, that's awesome. I know. It's amazing. Yeah. It, it blew my mind when I read that article and, and researched this uh, this service. It's like, it's so fascinating. But you know what I'm going to do now is I'm just going to go, hey, where are you? Well, I'm at. Where are you? Well, <laughs> I'm at. House Tree Dog. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Have fun, buddy. See ya. <laughs> just checking. <laughs> Yeah, it's good. It's a game now. I know. It's a game. <laughs> it's gonna it's be like fun. some sort of what free words bingo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so So you can get camping family to give their exact coordinates by uh Yeah. Hey oh, Sean, yeah. we're at House Tree Dog. <laughs> I see you see how well that works. Yeah. That's awesome. Because when you when you type in if he gives you the three words, you can click and put it into the app and the app will say directions and so when you click directions it'll send you to google maps and google maps will direct you to the location on google maps yeah it's that simple you don't have to punch anything in you don't need an address you just do your house tree dog and google maps will take you there did you have to put a period between each word i 
Because that's I, how they show them, right? They I've ha- never tried it otherwise. I haven't tried not putting the period in. I, yeah. I, so I've always, because that's how they do it. That seems, so, that's their format. So yeah. Just so I put the period in automatically. I never yeah. thought of doing it. So house period, dog period, tree. Yeah. Period or tree dog. House tree dog. Yeah. I'm going to have what, to find out where house tree is, dog is. Now. Where's house tree dog? <laughs> <laughs> it's my neighbor's house. <laughs> Uh, so if you go to what3words.com, the word what, the number three, the word words.com, what3words.com, and you can find out more about this. Go to the app, give it a whirl. It's it's pretty neat. Did you find out where? I'm almost there. And the first thing you want to do is put in house.tree.dog. And where is that? So there's three addresses for house tree dog. Is because there's house tree dog duh, house tree dogs plural, or housed with a D tree dogs. So it's either in Alpena, Michigan, or Perschel, Texas. Oops. Oh, I just closed it out. Or somewhere else. Or Canada, but I didn't get it because I clicked on the screen. Um, Red Lake, Ontario. Oh, Red Lake, Ontario. That's uh, Woodland Caribou. Yeah. Gee, oh, that. How, even... how good is that? So, Perschel, Texas, 10,900 kilometers away, or Red Lake, Ontario, 10,363 kilometers away, or another, or UK House Tree Dogs, which is 13,883 kilometers away. Red Lake, 10,000 kilometers away? Yeah. You sure? It says that. Took me 24 hours to drive there. Well, it may be... Oh, this is way (laughs) north. That's... This is way north. This is... Little Grand Rapids. Atacaki Provincial Park, north of Woodland Caribou. Way north of Woodland Caribou. So a different red lake. Oh, so maybe the actual lake. Yeah. This is... Not the town of Red Lake. This is... Almost in, when it, uh, this is almost in Manitoba. That's way north. Yeah, we'll have to take a Google of it. But my, I, was, I was Googling uh, one of the words, souk, S-O-U-K. I've never heard of that word before. Me neither. <laughs> so then I would move three meters to the left and get <laughs> reclaim. <laughs> If you don't know what the words are, just move to the left. So, so give that a, a give that app a whirl. Yeah, and uh, it's fun just to play with it. Well, it is, you know, and that's where you go. Oh, check out this place, man! Yeah. This is a pretty cool place. Yeah. and somebody's going to send you three, three words, three words. Oh, you guys got to check out this place. Yeah, we should do that. But it what it would be very useful if you are, for example, at some festival. Yeah. Once, well, I think, we, like once I say, we're allowed to have festivals again, it'll be like, hey, yeah. I'm over by the uh, the beer tent. Which beer tent? Yeah. I'm over at House Tree Dog. Oh, oh, I'll be right there. I know exactly where you are. Yeah. Right? And pinpoint it within three square meters. It's like, oh, you can't go around. And after you give your address, you walk away from that beer tent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm at Horse oh. Barn <laughs> Yellow next. Yeah. yeah, you're just too slow. I couldn't wait any longer. <laughs> Uh, so check that out. Yeah, you be everybody who tries it out, you're going to be fascinated by how accurate and simple this is. And if you find anything really cool in yeah. the 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 comment section of this week's episode on Facebook, yeah, put the address. Yeah, give us and your, we'll check it out. 
<laughs> I know Alan's going to put like there's a there's a a brothel or something in yeah, Las Vegas. There you, you know, yeah, Texas Alan's brothel. Putting, yeah, yeah, that's what we're getting from Alan Drummond. <laughs> Alan, yeah, don't. <laughs> Derek already knows where they are. So, <laughs> uh, you got anything else this week? I'm thinking there's a. There's a picture in Antarctica. People think it's the top of a UFO that's in the melting ice. I'll find it and I'll give you the three words for it. Yeah. Boom. There it is. Derek's <laughs> home base. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the next thing is just start making up three words and see where and they see point. see where it takes you. Yeah. Yeah. Derek was here. Kilroy was here. Do it. Do it. Kilroy was here. Because, <laughs> you know, that's that's got to be somewhere really cool. If they, because those are three words. I wonder if they'd use Kilroy. K-I-L-R-O-Y. Yeah. Was. Here. Here. Uh, so it's given me, so it doesn't like Kilroy. That's why I figured. And it doesn't like was. Really? Was is a word. And it doesn't like here. So Kilroy gives me three options. Mildly, likely, or hilltop. Was is either wash, wags, or wash again. And here is either hers, mere, or hers again. So... We'll go with hers. We'll go with... What was the one that was two? Uh, Hilltop wash hers. That's in... Yeah, okay. That's in Rio Grande do Sol in Brazil. Really? Then there's one in Elmer, Ontario. And then there's one near Lake Pleasant, New York. Well, the Ontario one isn't too far from it. It's only a couple hours away. Yes, Elmer. Yeah. Tomatoes. Yeah, that's Elmer. That's North Ottawa, I think, isn't it? I'll let you know in a second. Elmer, yeah. Should be just by the border of Quebec. It appears to be in the middle of a body of water. Yeah, that'd be the Ottawa River. Like Burwell. Stratfordshire. Port Burwell. Port Burwell is just off the shore in Port Burwell. Oh, alrighty. So we won't be going there. <laughs> Where is that? In Ontario. Oh, I clicked on the screen, so it stopped oh. properly. Anyway, so give it a whirl and yeah. uh, let us know what uh, interesting ones you guys find. Mm-hmm. Find out that Antarctic uh, UFO one. Yes, I will. Yeah. And send it to us. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to find out more about us, you can find us at paddlingadventuresradio.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can listen to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Player FM, and all your favorite podcast downloading sites. If you're enjoying this podcast, please share it with your friends. Uh, we're getting more listeners every day. Uh, I just want to thank everybody for listening this week. I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Derek Specht. We'll see you next time. <laughs>